The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome back to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be wrapping up our SEO case study by talking about how to put together a content strategy. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. And so far this week, Jordan and I have talked about how to evaluate your site from a technical perspective, how to understand how much influence your site has. And today we're going to talk about building a content strategy. And this podcast is also sponsored by Hrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. On with the show, here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor for Search Metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, Ben. I've, I've been dying to talk to you. I need your help. I know. So far this week, we've been going over my other podcast site, the MarTech podcast. And the problem is I've got this great podcast. It gets a lot of people listening to it. I get no organic traffic. We don't have a site speed or technical problem. We're using Squarespace and we're, eh, we're just okay. Yesterday, we talked about the big problem. We don't have a lot of authority. We really have to build our linking profile. I want to talk to you a little bit more about that today. I have a content strategy. I think that'll help. But really, that's what we're going to dig into today. Content. I can't just sit around and wait for people to link to me. I don't want to bend the rules and go buy links. So I have to spend my time if I'm going to be building organic growth on building content assets. Absolutely, Ben. I think that we're chipping away through the process that most SEOs have to go through to evaluate things. And now we're at, I think, one of the topics that is most relevant and most challenging is figuring out where do you start with your content? What do you do with the content you have? And what do you create new? So that's an important part of the strategy is figuring out what I have, what should I optimize, 
what should I create? And there's a couple different flavors and formats. Let me throw some ideas out at you. We talked about linking strategy, right? That was the big thing. And that's probably the biggest thing I need to work on for the MarTech pod is we just don't have a lot of domain recognition. I think we have like 2,000 links coming into our site. We need to up that. So one of the things I was thinking about is creating a profile page for each one of the people that's been on my podcast that has links to the episodes that they've done and sharing it with them, asking them to post that page as a link in LinkedIn and maybe posting it to their personal websites or or domains. And essentially, we're going to position this to be some sort of a council, right? Hey, you're a MarTech council member. This is your profile. It has a link to your audio. We'd love for you to share this page with your audience. Yeah. First off, how do you feel about creating that content? What should I put on the page? And do you think that's a good way to not only create content, but also help my linking strategy? Absolutely. I mean, think about it. You're a new site. You've got a few months to half a year under your belt in terms of this domain. Two years, buddy. <laughs> well, well, two years in terms of the podcast, right? But I think we discussed in the last episode that there's a domain change here. and Yeah, the domain is about three months old. Right. So we've got a path that we need to go through with Google to create this authority and this awareness. And this is a great way to do it, which is leverage the community you have, right? So you've got all these great guests. They've got profiles. They've got amazing episodes that have been on over the past two years. And how can we get them to link to your site and build up that authority and awareness and that frequency through crawl rate that Google's going to have because they're seeing these links? Okay. So... We're on board with building profile pages that not only gives me pages for their interviews, but also personal pages. So now we have an episode and a profile page. Great. We've doubled the content on the website and we have a linking strategy. There's a couple other things that I've been thinking about and I I really want your advice. We have our existing episode content, right? We can optimize those pages. Right now it has a little bit of information about the episodes, show notes and quotes. It's got a little bio for the speakers. It's not a, a super rich page, but you know it's got our episode player. Most of the time, people are using those pages as a supplement to the audio they listen to in the podcast app store environment. So we can go back through and update our old pages. I was thinking about creating directories, like a list of every company with all of their reviews all of their marketing team, maybe putting their org charts. So building company profiles. Um, We were thinking about putting together a job board and we have updating our existing content. I can create these directory type products. We can always create a blog and start writing new content listicles, top 10 things about MarTech you should know, right? Sort of clickbaity type content. We want to make it good, provide value. And the last thing I was thinking about is, you know, we should be creating these sort of not tail terms, but really the belly terms. What about our category pages? Shouldn't I just be saying, let me aggregate the content I have and build a better page for all of that stuff to link together? There's a million different things we can do. I have four different options out in front of you. Help me think about whether I should be thinking about my old pages, category pages, new pages, directories. What do I do, Jordan? Ben, this is exactly what it sounds like. Every time I have this conversation with someone who's trying to really think about how to prioritize their content, it's a difficult thing to understand. It's difficult to prioritize because there's a ton of different emotions and thoughts and ideas that are just spewing. And then it all comes out and it's hard to really know where to begin. But what I can tell you is that we can 
prioritize things in a few different ways. We can prioritize them based on kind of how we started this episode, talking about what you have versus what's net new, right? So I think that's one area where we can start with. Then the other area is how do we look at the order of impact and prioritizing the order of impact of these different types of content to ensure that the starting place is one that can give you clear signals and data on either doing more of that or expanding it and moving on. And then the last thing, just really quickly, is what are the resources you have? I mean, you mentioned things like blog, right? A blog is a very challenging thing to do unless you've got a strong commitment and perseverance to maintain and and keep that going. So what is it that you are capable of accomplishing as an organization? I guess my reaction to that is, okay, great. It depends, right? That's wonderful. And I'm sure for everyone, it depends. Mm -hmm. There has to be some data or some resources or some tools that can tell me whether I'm better served updating my existing content, creating category pages to try to summarize that content and aggregate it, or whether I'm missing the mark with my old content and I should be creating net new content, whether that's a directory or a blog, both of them take effort. I mean, obviously it depends what talent you have on your team. Fortunately, we have a talented team. We have a good researcher. We could put together listicles. And we have a good writer in-house so we can put together blogs. I still don't get a sense of, you know, where do I look in terms of the data to figure out what are the keywords that I can rank for? What's the volume that I can expect? You know, what is worth the effort? Yeah, that's where you go straight to the data, right? So let's start with what you do have, right? You have some category pages that are already on the site. You can take a look at what is working and not working for these category pages. You can see... Do any of these pages rank already? Do any of these pages get any traffic already? The other thing you can evaluate on these pages is what is the quality of the content on these pages? Do I actually have anything that's unique, useful, engaging on these pages? So those are two instant checkpoints that you can do without having to go anywhere else. You have that data and you have those resources already. You say I have the data and the resources. Like I know I already have that content created, but it's not ranking for anything right now. So I don't know how to estimate what the potential value of that is. Great. So now we're pivoting well here, right? So not working, not ranking, not doing anything, doesn't have any unique content. So what do we prioritize? One of the greatest things that I think a lot of people miss out on is the free tools that Google provides us, right? I mean, Google's already giving us a ton of free information. And one of them is Google Trends. Another is Google AdWords and many of the keyword tools. And then you can go even you know, further and deeper into this and use tools like search metrics and other keyword tools to get insights into search volume, demand, location, region, and start to really understand what of these pages should I be prioritizing. So all these pages already have a theme or a topic. Let's take a look at the themes and topics here and really start to see, can I make a material impact on these pages based on the volume of search that's taking place. So you mentioned Google Trends and I'm sitting here saying, okay, let's just go into Google Trends and figure out what the keywords are that's that are popping up. And ironically, the related topic number three is podcast. Hmm. I'm assuming that we're already winning that one. Yes, I would hope so. <laughs> so Jordan, I get that we can go into trends and we could look at keyword data and we could see volume. And to me, I guess there's a Part of this is calculus, which is volume times difficulty or competition for a keyword. 
Sure. A lot of the content that we've created is not targeting a specific keyword, right? We're creating podcast content, not thinking about what topic we're creating. And that's why those category pages, I think, are relevant. If I'm trying to get a category page to rank, I've got 15 different episodes talking about MarTech uses of data, for example. I want to put all those podcasts on one page. Right now, I have that page. It's not doing anything. I need to add content to get it to rank. That seems like it's got good potential value. Mm -hmm. How much should I prioritize editing an individual episode as opposed to that category page? Well, you know, the utility on these pages is going to be radically different, right? The individual podcast page has this direct connection with that episode and what happened on that episode, the guests that were relevant on that episode, and the topics that were addressed. But on the category page, you have this ability to really engage with online users in a totally different way. You have an ability to engage with users who may be in a discovery and trying to understand where can I find podcast content about this topic? Where can I find a resource that I can listen to You know, once we all go back to a normal world and we're commuting every day? So there's a way to use the category page that is much more in the kind of the browse path And you're now thinking about the funnel of your user and how you can actually produce a resource that's helpful to them at that particular point in their discovery. So what I'm hearing is that the utility of the page really matters, right? The category pages are great if you can get people to, A, look for content related to that category. And my idea for this was let's create a blog post or, you know, sort of a longer form piece of content talking about what data means in MarTech. And at the footer of that page, give examples of the type of speakers we've had with a link to enable somebody to sign up for the newsletter that will only send them episodes related to data in MarTech. Thoughts? Yeah, I think that that is the starting place, right? So how do you take that data in MarTech topic and concept, build useful content around it that can help build the authority that you need for that topic? And then... There has to be that engagement tracker, something that forces a user to do something. And I think that that's the one piece that you need to think about because what is it that the user is going to do? Are they going to download an episode? Are they going to sign up for an email? What are they going to do on that page? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, but we're talking SEO. Does Google care if somebody signs up for my newsletter or do they care about what words are on the page? Radically, I know this sounds crazy, but they do care about what the user is going to do on that page. And now, what exactly that is, there's things that you shouldn't do, but I don't think as long as you're doing something that's above board here, absolutely, Google does care. Google wants to know that you are not just some sort of static piece of content that's stale. They want to know that there's an expectation, that there's something that you're providing consumers. It could be providing them more information. It could be providing them a transaction. It could be providing them a way to discover new things. And all of these things do matter in a variety of different metrics that are all performance-based metrics. But in reality, at the end of the day, it's just about how do you create some sort of engagement on the page? So walk me through the idea of, you know, you talked about, hey, you can amend your existing content. I could update my episode pages if I think that there's value there and I could look to see what my performance is. I'm not getting a lot of performance. I don't know how much value I'm going to get out of updating those pages without putting in a lot of work. Category pages, sounds like I could write 25 articles for my 25 categories and add a little bit of utility there in terms of newsletters or something along the lines that's going to filter and provide value. And there's a little bit more meat on the bone in terms of that category structure than going back over 300 old pages. What about creating net new content? I can go into search metrics. I can go into Ahrefs. I can go into Google Trends. And they're going to tell me the topics that are interesting to the MarTech community. And I could just go write blog posts about it. Why wouldn't I be doing that? Or should I focus on the listicles and the databases, the job board, all these other things that I could be doing? You know, part of this is going back to what are the core assets you have. So in many of these content conversations, and I think this is probably the most important piece to this whole episode, is understanding what assets you have available to you. And in this particular conversation with you, Ben, right, we're talking about a podcast that has access to ginormous wealth of information, a network of contacts and guests and businesses who have influence and knowledge in the space. And so thinking about the assets and connections and resources you have at your disposal is often the most important thing to do. Because if you don't know how to leverage that, if you don't know how to leverage what you already have to create something net new, the process of creating something net new is going to be very time-consuming and challenging. Jordan, we're buddies. Yeah. Let's pretend like nobody's listening. Cut the shit and answer the question. What should I do? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. You should really focus on building assets and resources that users can engage with and utilize and that your community can contribute to. So job listing, right? You already have a huge list of guests, and I'm sure many of them may be looking for jobs or have jobs that they want to fill. Get them on a job board, right? Building out some other types of assets or resources. Again, tap into that community. Maybe some of those people are even willing to partner in the production and co-production of assets or resources that could be downloaded, like white papers or other types of resources. And so I think that going that direction will pay off in the long run as you build up your community around the podcast. And then it also becomes something very easy to plug and mention in certain episodes, right? So now you've got an audience that's listening to your podcast. and You can say, hey, you know what? If you're looking for a job, we've got a great resource on our 
website, come look at that resource. What I'm hearing is at the end of the day, you need to build utility for your users, right? You need to start thinking about the experience that they're going to have. The more engagement you're getting with those pages, the higher the value Google is going to assign to them. And again, like I said before, I'm confused. Is it the words on the page or is it what people do on the page? Because I could drive people to a job board that only has one job on it and that job's going to get filled at some point. Or I could go create this huge database of jobs that, you know, maybe nobody ever looks at. Is it the conversion rate? Is it the content on the page? This this feels very confusing to me. Yeah, there's no silver bullet in the content journey, right? Whether it's optimizing your own content or producing new content. What I do know and can say wholeheartedly to answer your question is that iteration and being very consistent in that iteration is what's going to win you success. That ultimately is the number one thing you'll have to do in order to continue to grow your traffic. So I started this conversation saying there's four things that we're going to do, excluding the link building strategy, which is the personal pages, the council member pages. One was updating the existing content. Two, create category pages. Three was create a blog, write lists and articles. And four, create utility-based databases, a job board, a company directory, something along those lines. Which of those strategies should I prioritize? Which one of them should I ignore? Yeah. So let's start with the ones that I think you should ignore. Let's start with the blog. And part of this is opinion. I, I will be very candid with you, Ben. I think the reason you ignore the blog is that a blog is a very time-consuming journey and you have a very new website and it's going to be a whole new set of content that needs to be maintained and it's heavy lifting and it's going to take quite some time before it creates traction. In sharing this, I recognize that there are many podcasts that have been born out of blogs. And it's not a crazy idea to think that a podcast and a blog can't be a successful combination. It can be. In this particular case, I just don't see the organic search utility in the blog. What you should prioritize. Let's go from most important to least important. The list isn't very long, so we should be able to get through this quickly. Most important, hands down, is building out these new utility pages. These new utility pages and experiences like having a job board and having other assets on the site are going to show a tremendous amount of value to your community and your guests and build up the authority that you have. They're also quick wins going back to our second episode around building more links and exposure to your site. So there's a multifaceted benefit behind having those types of resources on your site. Secondly, to the category pages you already have, I would really invest in a subset of those pages. I prioritize the ones that you feel have the strongest podcast-connected utility. So what are the topics that are out there that have really strong affinity to podcast searches? Build out that content on those pages and an engagement factor like a newsletter sign-up or some other sign-up to ensure that users have some sort of way to engage on the content. Okay. So you're basically saying that the existing content we have, optimizing our old episodes, just leave it alone. Yeah, It's not ranking. It's going to be too much heavy lifting to get those 300 pages to start to carry weight. And you're better off trying to aggregate them and write 25 posts instead of 300. That I totally understand. Yep. The idea of not wanting to write a blog 
as opposed to creating these directories that you constantly have to update. I don't know if I necessarily agree with you. And maybe it's because I'm thinking about this, not necessarily from a, how do we grow the podcast perspective, but more, how do we create value for a community? And I think that the community will want fresh up-to-date content like what they've seen with the podcast in blog format. Well, Ben, you know, the best piece of advice I can give you there is test it and try it. Invest some time and money in it, but I would definitely put a cap at it and make sure that you know when and if you want to pivot away from that strategy if it's not producing the value you expect it to. All right. So we're putting together a job board. We're putting together our top 10 articles. We're going to do 10 blog posts, see if we start to get some SEO traction. We're going to be putting our category pages together. We're going to ignore our old pages. Got Jordan, I got so much work to do. I got to go. All right, Ben, get on it. <laughs> All right. And that wraps up this case study episode of the Voices of Search podcast. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his personal website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you could always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.